everybody. Hello. Hello. We're, uh, we started a bit late. Mel just ran in the door when we pressed record. Should we, do we always have to say this is the Mayfair podcast, or can we, do we just assume that people know? Well, I, it's not like if the radio... If they're clicking, I hope they know. Yeah. Because it's not like the radio, right? Like, people don't tune into the podcast halfway through and go, oh, what are we listening to it's, uh, now? It's, uh, three past, it's uh, three past the hour. It's uh, not yeah. 20 degrees out. It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Mel just hijacked a bus, said it was a, pod- <laughs> a, bus, a like podcast de- emergency. Like Dennis Hopper. The yeah. lovely, lovely bus driver gave me a day pass because he thought I put three tickets in the machine. Uh, and, I, and I was like trying to explain to him that no, I only put two tickets in the machine, but he was sure that I put three, so I got a day pass out of it. You could live large now. Yeah. <laughs> Just bus yeah. all day long. Go to Orleans. <laughs> and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. All right, so uh, what's new this week? Um, a lot. I saw, again, speaking of a movie that we won't have, but I saw... <laughs> um, Exodus last night, wow. and Pride. And Pride was, if there's one thing that British filmmakers know how to do, and it's if, they, if it's one genre they've cornered, it's the blue-collar, fight-the-power, feel-good movie. Yeah. Because this movie was exactly like 12 other movies I've seen, whether it be, you know, the, the that full Monty genre. But Bill, nonetheless... Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot, yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, I was you know sitting there and crying and going, "Oh, those those gay mining people, <laughs> gay mining people." Stupid Margaret Thatcher. Uh, and then, um, then I stuck around. It's one of those things where it's just like you get busy, then you're just like, "Oh, I have one night off. I'm going to watch two movies in a row." And then Exodus just happened to be the second one, which was two and a half hours long. So I probably didn't want to watch it after a two-hour movie, but I did anyhow. And it was. Super backhanded compliment, but it, it sure was epic. You know, like it was, <laughs> it was long. It sure was. There was a lot of horses in that movie and a lot of white people and possibly shouldn't have been cast in those roles. Amazing. But, uh, but yeah, epic. It was big. A lot of, lot, of, a lot of digital horses died falling off things, which is better than the good old days when they just killed the poor horses. Actually, no horses were harmed. Yeah. Uh, but for movies coming up, I am very looking forward to what we do in the shadows this Friday. Yeah. With uh, Jermaine. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine, and not Jermaine. Jermaine. I see. Jermaine. I I, th- I thought it was Jermaine, but it's Jermaine. Jermaine. And he co-directed it. I, think. I believe. Co-wrote, co-directed, co-everything, we acting together in it as well. And this looks like like a Christopher Guest kind of mockumentary. Yeah, and it's like three quarters, if not more, of the Flight of the Concords gang. So it's it's um, it's not Brit. Brit was off Brit's maybe doing Muppet movies yeah. or something. Uh, but it's it's him himself. Taika Waititi. Yeah, who directed a bunch of Flight of the Concords, and he's also in this. And co-wrote it as well. Yes, and then. Oh my God, my, my mind just blanked. The the comedian who played their manager on Flight of the Concords. Oh, Murray. Murray. Yeah, he's in it, and he's, he's funny. Oh my God. Well, he was on um, at midnight a couple days ago, and I watched. Yeah. And we should have opened this podcast like a band meeting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> band yeah. meeting. Well, I walked by. There's on on Elgin Street in Ottawa. There is a new a newish building, 
and in that building is, if I'm saying this correctly, is the like New Zealand consulate, Consulate. whatever. And so I walk by and, and all I can imagine, and this is like a horrible stereotyping, but all I imagine is an office and a person exactly like Flight of the Concords with like kind of like a, a sad New Zealand poster up on the wall. Single. Yeah. And then like the, a, a local, like a, a, a band who has come to Canada to try to get their, 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 their paperwork, their visas or whatever. So that's all I picture is that. And I want to, I, I wanted to invite, try, I want to invite, I, I'll do it. I'll do it today or tomorrow. Go on. I'm sure they have a website or something and say like, yeah. come on down to the Mayfair to see, see your, your homeland up on the big screen. <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing. To see a documentary about your homeland. Bring your band in their tiny amp. Yeah. <laughs> To play in our lobby, but I think this movie, like, anyway. like every review of this movie, is just like, like kind of their gimmick. There's one ad I've seen where it's just it's maybe it's the poster where it's just like hilarious written forty times, times mm-hmm. in the yeah. yeah, and it's just it's just like you know Rolling Stone, Entertainment Weekly, Nerdist, etc., and just everybody saying that it's hilarious. And uh, I saw a trailer for it the other night too, and it just yeah, that it's gonna be great. gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I think it might be. It, it is like. Yeah, it is that, that Chris Guest, that... that Mockumentary, yeah. but it's about vampires. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and uh, that, that one where... I'm, and I'm sure, I bet you, like, it'll have that kind of legacy of... of uh, my favorite is when they do this kind of thing, is when they, when they eventually do the audio commentary, or when they do interviews for it, when they kind of stay in character, that kind of Pee Wee Herman kind of blurring reality yeah. thing. So I think this will definitely have that kind of, kind of vibe to it. Uh, and it's been getting, getting good buzz. Hopefully a, a nice, nice crowd will come out. Um, the the fu- funny thing that happened is is a, a friend of mine who who requested it amongst other people, and so now that we got it, I said we got it, kind of teasing her and said we got it, we only got it because of you, so you better she make better sure to yeah. show up. So she was nice enough to go on on uh, Facebook and do a little like like this is coming out. I can't make it on Friday, but I'm going on one of the other days, so everybody should come out and see nice. it and support independent cinema and support the Mayfair and. What always blows my mind, and I'm sure this business is not the only one. Probably, if you're, you know, someplace that like House of Targ that hosts bands or or a restaurant, you get people commenting on a Facebook thread in a negative manner, who don't realize that you're looking at it. Like when you when you put at Mayfair, like or there are real people behind the yeah, business. Yeah, that that you're hurting feelings and making us cry, you know, <laughs> or just like. And, and I can't even name names because I don't know who did it, but it, it was somebody on this thread, and I'll, I'll, I'll not try to be too slanderous, but basically they well, said... I can pull it up, but we can... I can yeah, I we can read, read it. We, we, we can name the name, but, but the funny thing is they, they said, oh, I've already seen it on and named like a torrent site or a thing. And you just kind of hold your tongue because you realize, well, if you're bragging about torrenting, you're bragging about torrenting, on a thread for an independent film <laughs> to which your friend is trying to spread the word about because she appreciates this creative team. It's yeah. like it's like when someone yeah. buys like a car. Yeah. And they go on Facebook. They're like, "Yeah, I got this new uh, this new Sunfire. Like I really it's really great." And someone yeah. someone's like, "Yeah, I stole that car." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Runs really great. Great mileage. And it's just like and I, and I've heard jokes about it before that 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 seem mind-blowing. I can't remember the band, but it was some some Canadian band like like Stars or Sloan or something like that. And they said like, "This is not made up." Someone came up to us with a bootlegged <laughs> CD <laughs> and wanted an autograph. 
No, that ha- I bet you that happens all the time. And people just don't understand. And like, and not a bootleg CD that they they bought from one of those kind of you know cliche New York City like street vendors, but that they made themselves. <laughs> yeah, like a China, like that they made themselves. And then, you know, people aren't. Some people aren't evil, but they just don't understand that if you do that, fine, you're doing that. But don't tell the band that you stole it from that you're, you know. So, so in the, it just came to mind that in, in this specific example of a, an independent film that was kickstarted to life that I'm sure the filmmakers really appreciate everyone supporting them, and then somebody commenting on a thread to support it, oh, it was really good, I downloaded it. And you're like, no, cool, don't. Cool, yeah, I got that for free. Yeah, just, just don't say that. Just, like, <laughs> just, just shut up. Just, like, because, and, and I've, sometimes people say, and I, and I think the best of people, so sometimes people will say, and, I, and I, like, I wasn't even trying to catch this person in a lie. A little while ago, somebody said, oh, I saw it and it was great. And I knew it was a movie that had screened at Fantasia. Mm-hmm. So I said in return, oh, where did you see it? Did you see it at Fantasia? And they replied that they stole it. <laughs> and at that point, I, I, I wasn't meaning to shame the person, but I was just like, oh, yeah, where does the conversation go from there? Because conversely, or opposite... Just recently, some guy said they saw. Oh, what's the the, the the anthology that we just announced? We've got for next week. Wild tales. Wild tales. Which looks really good. He Argen- said Argentinian yeah. film. So he said he saw it at Sundance. So that when somebody says that, it starts up a good conversation of, oh, that's so cool, you went to Sundance. Yeah. And then this guy said that he saw twenty one movies at Sundance, and but he was nice enough to still say, I saw this movie. Go see it at the Mayfair. Yeah. So that's the best case example. Like, you know, that's fine. You saw it somewhere else, but you're still trying to spread the word. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's so many examples, but. In the same vein, like it follows, um, yeah. got booted as a premiere. Yeah. Um, it's opening elsewhere. Yeah. Tons of people have had so many nice things to say about the Mayfair and like. Yeah. We'll happily wait to see it with you guys and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where, again, like I always get. Is slanderous the term? Like, I don't want to get slanderous, so I don't want to name names. I don't want to name the competition in a nice manner. You know, people go to all different theaters. That's fine. But in this case, it is frustrating where a movie that we had booked got pulled away. Yeah, big time. And the reason it did is because... They are, and I think their their plans changed. They had a yeah. small release, and now it's a wide release. I, I think the reason mobile. is it follows is making a lot of money in the States. Yeah. Yeah. And the Canadian distributor looked at that and went, "Oh my God, we need to open this. They, you know, in more in a, theaters. In a wider, yeah. yeah. So they they decided to pull it from us and open it in fifty, you know, bigger yeah. multiplex theaters. Exactly. So it's frustrating, but it's like it's kind of like you know, glass half full. Good on the filmmakers. That's nice that you're yeah. getting your buzz. But it would be nice if they just said, "Oh, this is getting bigger buzz. You can still play it, and we're just going to buy an ad in the Ottawa Citizen newspaper. We're going to do a rate. We're going to." Because then it's happened before where Andrew and I were just talking about it. It, um, it was whenever uh, the King's Speech was, a couple oh, years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. That was like five years ago. Was that five years ago? Oh, my God. So it got, it got pulled from the Mayfair because we had it during its like Oscar nomination run or maybe right, right after it won. It got pulled from the Mayfair to play at um, – a theater that I don't mind naming because it's extinct now, <laughs> uh, the World Exchange. Yeah, uh, kind it had of been a, playing at the World Exchange already for like two months. Yeah. And they decided to just leave the print at World Exchange rather than bring it over to you guys. Yeah. And 
So and we had to put this well, was I back. Well, I say you guys because I was working for Empire yeah. at the time. Yeah, <laughs> us guys. Us guys. Yeah. We um, we we were doing the monthly program, mm -hmm. and we had it printed. Like we're going to show it on these dates at these times. And yeah. We had to print up signs saying, "Sorry, we're not showing it anymore." Yeah. And, and just obviously, like, and the, people were pissed off. Yeah, I and mean, like, rightfully so. People who. It doesn't seem that like long ago, but but social media is way bigger now than it was a year ago, two years ago, four years ago, and so so many people looking at a monthly schedule and showing up, and it's just you know we we can't really go to all the coffee shops the monthly schedule is at and get a sharpie and go it's not there anymore. Yeah. But what one of uh, one of the the Mayfair folks did was was out of spite went to the World Exchange I think on the Friday night and took a picture. And like the seven o'clock show was empty, like like no exaggeration, empty. And then we got it, whatever, a couple couple weeks later, yeah. and we did gangbusters with it. Like yeah. we, we did like a couple hundred people on the Friday night. And so it's like, well, look, distributor, like you can still show a movie here and garner a crowd. So so yeah, that just happened to to us with it follows. But but yeah, like like Mel said, it's been nice that people have been like, oh yeah, it's not the end of the world. We'll wait a couple more weeks and see it with you guys. We'd rather see it in the perfect setting is one thing that I read. I don't know. People yeah. are so nice. Yeah, we're haunted. You, we want, you, want, <laughs> yeah. you want to see a horror movie at a haunted theater? Definitely. It looks really good. Yeah. It, um, it, I love the concept behind it. It's like people have sex. These teenagers have sex and then something like a force starts following them. Yeah. And they have to try and get rid of it and put it onto somebody else or something like that. Yeah, so it has like the horror movie teenager sex rules yeah and then it has the yeah it feels like a cross between like a japanese horror film like like ringu like the ring yeah. mm -hmm. and twilight zone like just the trailer made me think of a twilight zone episode of yeah. just like something that's like low budget like there's like, like i could be wrong i haven't been spoiled i don't know but like it doesn't seem like there's it's it's a bunch of actors and then a mysterious entity but that mysterious entity is not a giant monster or anything like that. So it seemed very much like something that could be told in like a Twilight Zone kind of anthology scenario. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it looks really, it, and it, I think I mentioned this before, it's like when we screened the trailer, you can hear people going like, oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope. I don't, I'm not going to watch that. I, that's too scary for me. But so yeah, so, so there was that frustration, but it's, it's always nice. It's, it's always heartfelt when people understand and realize that waiting a little while isn't the end of the world and and we've had other examples like that like uh it took us forever to get um grand budapest, grand budapest hotel. hotel and 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 then what was this one before that um the, the summer camp Moon, one moonrise kingdom. moonrise kingdom yeah and they both did really well with us yeah. despite them playing at a multiplex in the city before yeah so there's always prime example of of just because it played somewhere else and it's also like it's it's we're not a big big city, but suburbia is far away. And suburbia, <laughs> like oh man. And, and I always joke that I have been to. I've spent more days in New York City in the past ten years than I because I visited there four times in a few days each time than I have in Connecticut and Orleans, maybe you know because I just don't travel out that far so you must really miss canada and orleans yeah like i go i went out there it was a uh, my my uncle and i do an annual um hockey hockey birthday thing mm. and even though i don't really follow hockey much anymore it's still this nice tradition and it's fun you know and even if you don't follow organized sports you can still there is something to be said of the 
the being there and the aura and the people cheer. It is fun still. I don't even like hockey, but my brother and I went to a Sens versus Habs game. And yeah. Like, oh my I God. Got right into it. That's like that's <laughs> yeah. like Christian gladiatorial combat. Yeah, you can't that's help like, but get yeah. into it. But going out, it's the first time I've been out to Canada forever, and just like like oh that that I swear the last time I was there, what is around the hockey stadium was a cornfield. Yeah. I swear. Mm-hmm. And now it's like 150 suburban houses. And I was like, where did that come from? But you blink. But, but it's just like, I haven't, even if I wasn't involved in the Mayfair, it's very unlikely that I would go out to the Canada multiplex and nothing against it. But it's just, even if, if you're busing, that's like play, an hour. They're like, not going to play a singular, like you, whatever they play there, you can find... Yeah. Somewhere closer, like Silver City, if you were going to go to the multiplex. Yeah, and, um, and it's like even folks who, who don't, aren't our patrons who go to the multiplex, even if we have the occasional crossover of a classic, which happened this Christmas where the multiplex screened It's a Wonderful Life, as did mm, we. Yeah. And we did fine. We, we did, did great. We did fine with it. And so it's, it's proof that, you know, it's, it's you know, you, you don't have to vilify people going to the multiplex. Like, they're going there, we go there. It's like, I always say, like, you know, if it's 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 a different business model, of course. But if a Starbucks can can survive across the street from a bridgehead, or um, in the Glebe near nearby us, if if Zaza Za Pizza can can survive, I think two exactly doors like next door, like, yeah. like next door to Pizza Pizza. Um, There's one restaurant in between them. Yeah, which I think is fun. <laughs> I just imagine like some kind of like comic book cliche of like the owners on the front step of the the two pizza places like shaking their fists at each other. <laughs> Uh, but w- if, if that can exist, and, and then, or you know, you look at Elgin Street, and it has like a super high-end fancy restaurant, and then a, a, a that used to be a movie theater. It used to be yeah. a movie theater, yeah. yeah. And then, and then they have McDonald's, and they have a pub, and they have a diner, and they have you know, uh, a Harvey's. Like different people go to different places. Yeah. So, so it's it, it's people shouldn't instead of people people shouldn't panic in thinking of like, it, and it, it is. You know, now the Mayfair has outlasted a lot of other multiplexes, a lot of other theaters. You know, in the past few years, like when I was in high school, there was the the Elgin Street Theater, there was the Somerset Theater, there was Place uh, de Ville. Place de Ville, yeah. And then now, in recent years, Rideau Center and 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 World Exchange went away. But even like when uh, years back, I worked at um, West Coast Video down the street, and now that video store is gone. So even now we've outlasted that because I'm sure back when VHS peaked, they were like, well, this is the end of movies. This is the, people are just staying at home. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't panic. Just keep on coming to see movies and buy popcorn and tell your friends. And, and we've had this run lately. That's been really great. Uh, uh, especially Saturday morning cartoons, which, which we, we called the fifth, (laughs) but again, in our horrible mathematical skills might've been the sixth. Uh-oh. Because, okay. because I, I happen to be looking back in our calendars. The first one was at Christmas, was it not? Yeah. So was it like Christmas, March break, summer? Christmas, March Christmas, break. March break. Oh, that sounds right. No. Christmas, March break, summer, summer. Summer, summer. Christmas, Christmas. March break. I'm very confused. We got we to gotta look at our records. I think we might have screwed up somewhere. Or maybe we called the last one fifth by mistake. Possibly. 
I think we've had two fifths in a row. No, nobody has called this on us <laughs> except for us. Yeah, which so, is you we're know. the only ones doubting any math here. So we did our our our, our three hour retro weirdo cartoon marathon, and we had. I believe 225 tickets sold, yeah. plus then a handful of, you know, friends in for free and stuff, so the numbers were slightly higher than that, and then uh, it was just great, like, and it's just, it's just so heartening, and everyone's so I happy. we figured out the system. Yeah. Like, we've got the thing down pat, more or less. Yeah, the cereal lineup didn't seem as crazy. Uh, yeah, there uh, were a few swarms where people were, were waiting around, but the flow yeah. was pretty good. And I think it's people will... It's funny because some people want to watch the commercials because the commercials are funny. And some people use that as an opportunity to come fill up their bowl. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. never here for these things because it's early in the morning. <laughs> and it's a night owl. It's three yeah, hours I'm, before I'm you a, wake up. I am a like serious um, nocturnal person. Yeah. But what are the cartoons? Like I know they're kind of the 70s kind of... Yeah, so it's a lot of... Um, a lot of random. A lot of random. A lot of stuff that like... So it's Saturday morning, Hanna-Barbera-esque, 60s, 70s kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, I consider my, myself a giant nerd. And it, some of it's stuff I've never heard of before. And then sometimes it's, it's uh, uh, even older stuff. So, like, kind of public domain fair. Like, What's that company that did all those kind of cartoons? Filmation or Filmation, something? Yeah, yeah. a lot of Filmation stuff. Or, like, there was a, there was a, a, a really nice... So I, I don't know if this was pulled off of, like, a, a new restoration, but a really nice Popeye cartoon. And I know that Popeye's public domain because a while back I happened to be in a Walmart for some reason and it actually caught my eye and I was like, why is there Popeye, Popeye stuff? stuff all over the place? Like I walked by like the men's t-shirt section. There's Popeye spinach. Yeah, and, and but it's because what? it just became public domain. And, and Popeye uh, yeah. supplements. Yeah. I just facepalmed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can, There could be like a Popeye strip club. Like you can just Popeye <laughs> anything. <laughs> well, yeah. And not get sued. Yeah, and, and at least in Canada as far just as I understand it. Yeah. And so some of it is like, be, she'd be the skinniest stripper. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she would be the pole. The pole would yeah. be fatter than her. Some of it is like nobody has seemed to complain or mind yet, but some of it looks like it's actually taking off of like VHS tape. Oh yeah. It, well, they, growing up, I had so many of those compilations. Yeah, and they were all public domain, all, like old school. Um, yeah, Popeye, like 1940s, 50s, the Superman yeah. stuff. Yeah, which the is Superman weird. cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. And even like like I said, anytime you see um, a bunch of old horror movies or a bunch of old cartoons on like six hours or four cartoon or four films for two ninety nine at a Walmart or a gas station, those are all public domain stuff. So it's a lot of that, but and then it's a lot of commercials. And the commercials seems to have become like the fan favorite. So they'll be like toy commercials and weird cereal commercials. Um, there was none, I, I, I was thankful there was none this time, but in the past, before anything horrible happened, there was um, like Bill Cosby pudding pop commercials, you know. <laughs> oh, did those play? Not this time, but, but there, I was standing here at the back with Gwen and they showed a Jell-O commercial. And my brain went, oh my God, I hope they don't show a Cosby commercial, <laughs> you know. Um, what just happened? But Mel just left. Mel, Mel and just, went into the box office Mel just and, left. and yelled, oh, oh, man. Mel just got murdered in the box office. No, wait, Mel's back. Okay. <laughs> She's back to the microphone. Um, so, but it, it's, it's super fun. And what's funny is we encourage, I think on Facebook or whatever, I put like, you know, not mandatory, but I encourage uh, pajamas. 
But if we had 225 people here, I don't know what the ratio was, but it was like 75% of the adults were in pajamas and like 10% nope, yeah, nope. of the kids. The kids are all like, um, I'm pretty sure that my routine is usually that I get dressed when I wake up, so I don't know what you're asking me to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and uh, But it's just great. And, and so they sent us, the, it was just sent on three discs. So when I was switching over the media, I didn't have time to introduce the film. Uh, but between part two and three, I just thought, oh, I'm going to take a moment and say hello. And so I, I ran up there, switched over to this, pressed pause, got everything ready, and then I just kind of spoke to the darkened theater, and I just said, hi, everybody, uh, thank you all for coming. There's this many people here, and, and, and this is great. And, you know, when, when you speak with your wallets like this, when you speak with your, your loyalty, we get to do this stuff more. And it got this big round of applause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I cried. And yeah. Then went <laughs> oh, you did? Gwen, Gwen, okay. yeah. I, I can't handle myself these days. <laughs> I can't. People are too nice. And, and Gwen said she, got, she cried too, got emotional. And I just kind of gave this just off-the-cuff speech and just saying, like, you know, like, we've been here for 80 years and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we've been here for 80 years. We've been here. Me. I've been here. <laughs> and and uh, uh, We've aged really well. Yeah. I'm a vampire and I thank you. And, and I just basically said, like, you know, we, we, we've done very well this past year and a half, even in, like, kind of the dead times, like, summertime. Yeah. Even with movies that have screened elsewhere. We have more and more rentals for, for weddings or daycares or short films or whatever. All kinds of community stuff as yeah. well. Which is all great. And, and, uh, People wanting to support us while well, you support them. Kind of, like, yeah. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's pretty nice. And then, like, just before... Before this podcast, I did a quick interview with um, a Auto U student, and and the funny thing is, like every time they phone, you know, bless their little hearts, but they every time they phone, they think they're the first one who's phoning. There's like 20 groups who all have the same interview idea, which yeah. is awesome. It's nice. All on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I could just set up like a cardboard cutout of me and press play on a tape recorder, <laughs> and it's the same nice. answers. And and it's much to a lesser extent, but I know like I saw. Uh, Seth Rogen and Franco talking recently about what they do is like they'll do Letterman they'll do they'll do Fallon they'll do Daily Show but then they'll do these stints which just seem harrowing of they'll do like a you know 9am till 6pm and they'll do um, like a new interviewer I think every like Sometimes as quick as five like speed minutes. Dating? Speed, like speed dating, speed essentially, dating? yeah. So you so, have three questions, and it's never like junket, a junket, junket yeah. Interviews, yeah. And it's never okay. like the big names, but it's like you know how many cities have the little local film critic, you know, uh, local TV, local radio. So they all come to one place. So everybody on the maybe say, that's what we should do. Yeah, like, just like this day, organize. Yeah, and they said they started doing stuff like they'll do bets and they'll go, okay, I bet you ten bucks you can't get rutabaga into your answer and so now i've i've been savvy to this so i'm trying to keep an eye out for this kind of thing and i'm sure somebody will if they haven't already will compile like a youtube of seth rogan saying rutabaga or nebraska or kitty cat or whatever you know so i did an interview with with this ottawa u fella and what was what was good it was actually an interview about the house of targ nice and because House of Targ is not open during the day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I'll talk to a Mayfair guy about them. Yeah, because they are also run by people who don't want to wake up at 10 in the morning. Uh, but it, it, in, in, on the subject of community, basically I kind of answered the same question a few times and basically said, like, it doesn't hurt having somebody across the street who 
if loves I, us as much as we love them. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, either on their website or somewhere, it says, this is our address across the street from the Mayfair. Yeah, that's how they identify themselves. So they have landmarked us as best. that. And so whether it be, you know, and we're trying to do stuff more, but like, I, I chatted with one of the owners of Black Squirrel Books, who's another independent store right across the street from us, and I said, anytime you guys, like, if you happen to be noticed, happen to notice that we're playing something based on a book, or something based on a on a on a something that you might have, like, say, we played Selma. If you have some books on civil rights or Martin Luther King, feel free to 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 snap a photo of that and stick it on Twitter and and at us, and we will tell that to our patrons. Yeah. And with Targ, like when, when uh, poor old Leonard Nimoy died and you put Live Long and Prosper yeah. on the marquee, they sh- took a shot of that. Before I could even. Yeah. <laughs> I finished the marquee. I went inside to go get the camera and <laughs> it was already up. Yeah. So having like that community, there's nothing, nothing can go wrong. And more and more, and I love it when somebody says, um, going to House of Targ for pierogies then going to the 9 o'clock show at the Mayfair. Yeah, or like Quinn's for Pint. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, they triple arcades. bill it. Yeah. Yeah. And Quinn's, and then Mayfair, and then arcades afterwards. And there were some very cool Saturday morning parents who... So the Saturday morning cartoons run from 10 till 1, and then a bunch of kids went across the street to play pinball. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, anybody who doesn't think Ottawa has cool things to do, there you go. You know, you can go watch cartoons... And then go play pinball and eat progies with your kids across the street. Also change the vibe by being in different environments, which is yeah. super cool. I love the basement down there. Yeah. And, I, and I couldn't remember, but it's one of the, one of the questions he asked was, what are the, um, what, what's the, the challenges of a, of a business like Targ? And I said, well, I can't speak for them. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I basically, yeah. Why is he asking you Keeping about Keeping on top of the quarter situation, I assume. Yeah. And, and a couple of times I basically said like, um, I might be making this up, so don't quote me on it. <laughs> but I said, I'm sure it's just like any business. Like, you know, you, you, you want to make sure you're paying your bills and paying your employees. So I'm sure, like, when, when they opened, there was a stress, like, oh, we got three bands this week. I hope somebody comes. Yeah. And I think they've been doing very well. And, and especially the stress might have been that in that location, and, I, you know, I don't have the figures in front of me, but in the past 30 years that location has been a number of different businesses. Yeah. So when a business, I always think it's funny when a business fails and then something else, the exact same opens on top of it. Mm-hmm. Like a coffee shop will close down and another coffee shop opens. And I'm like, maybe you want to try a shoe store here or something. Change like, the name from Have a Java to Cup of Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but Targ seems to be doing great and they're, they're just cool neighbors. And it's, it's, that's my favorite thing of somebody saying, going to House of Targ. Going to Quinn's for a pint, going to House of Targ. Go hang out on Sunnyside. Yeah, we got this great little little block of independent. And gelato at Stella Luna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and is it nothing? You know, I mean, the the the, if the biggest frustration is House of Targ patrons emptying out our ATM of twenties, which we become savvy to because you know. (laughs) We've also been making more money when when Targ first opened. It was like, uh, we have five twenties to put in the ATM. Please don't take them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so now if, if Targ folks come across the street and, you know, and, it, you know, any, any side story complaints of like an ATM charge, like, yes, we do make a small profit a off buck. of that. So that means every time somebody from goes to Targ and goes, oh, no, I don't have money to pay to get the 10-buck the ticket admission, 
and the nice person on the door says, oh, Mayfer has it, and they sneak over, and, you know, we're all still Canadian here, so if someone comes over in, in a very Canadian, timid manner, goes, oh, do you mind if I steal, take a, Can you I know? get some popcorn at the same time? Like, yeah. Heck yeah. And, and the look of joy on the, the boys' faces over there when, at... 1130. Oh, when we dump our popcorn on them at yeah. the end of the night? At the yeah. end of the night, if we go over with a couple bags of popcorn, it's like we just walked over with, you know, a gold. bag of gold. <laughs> you know, so, so that's fun. And, and hopefully in the near future, there is nothing on the agenda, but sooner or later, there will be another video game documentary or a movie based on a video game or something, and we'll have an excuse to do a, a crossover or something again. Because we've done that with uh, Video Game the Movie and what was the other one? The Tetris one, I think. Oh, yeah. Where even just at, at minimal, if they just, you know, put up a poster and and we have some, some back and forth crossover, it's always, always nice. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's always, it's always, especially in this social media age, it's much easier for everyone to say nice things to each other back and forth. So. Yeah. And I just have to learn the valuable lesson of never reading the comments. Never read the comments. <laughs> never read the comments. It will hurt your feelings. <laughs> And don't talk back to the comments when they're negative because it's not... Don't encourage them. Yeah, then it's just... It'll pick a fight. You just, just, just ignore them. Just they're not, they're, not, they're not coming to your place anyways. I can't imagine. Anybody who says something bad about House of Targ is just be... It's probably the devil and doesn't like yeah, fun. Yeah, it's a trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when uh, we, we screened Paddington all March break and did crazy well with it, we d- yeah, and man, the entire week of March break was super great. We had great attendance for all the retro movies, which was like, yeah. I was a little bit worried when we got the bookings from Lee mm-hmm. because we hadn't done retro movies in a while, and I was like, I, God, I hope people don't get sick of them by the end of the week. Like, yeah. I, I hope they come to all of them if they want to, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and everybody did. Yeah, and and I don't think it's it's you know, I never want to to pigeonhole anyone because like I'm a prime example of somebody who will will go see Pride and then is also would go see Friday the 13th, you know, mm. so, but it's, um, maybe because both are midnight movies, like, maybe the David Lynch crowd is slightly different than the Friday the 13th crowd. Yeah. And maybe the Blade Runner crowd and the Star Trek crowd are the same, but they were just enough time apart, like, it wasn't like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, they were yeah. enough apart, so. Yeah. So that they can kind of appeal to the different things. So. We did really well uh, with Blade Runner on the Monday night. Yeah. Which yeah. is strange because the Monday, Monday nights are Mondays usually very... Are usually dead. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah. And, you know, if we were to show an old movie Monday night at nine, you know, I, I think, you know, it would never do well. But yeah. I guess because it was the March break. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people came out. And one, one woman I noticed was dressed as uh, Sean Young. Ah, cool. I didn't even notice as her that. character. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm I was pretty sure she was, or, or she was just... Which is a coincidence. Or, or the, that was just her everyday attire. I don't know. That has happened before. I was at a Comic-Con in Toronto a couple of years ago, and my friend is not shy about going up to the girls who are in cosplay and asking for a picture. And so there was... Oh, I, thought not, <laughs> I thought you were going to say asking for something else. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he is not shy about asking them for their number or yeah. he a probably sexual would favor. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and uh, there there was an amazing Princess Leia. Like she was just in this like perfect costume. She looked like she had the hair, the whole bit. So he went up to her and asked for a picture. And and you know again like you do it in a nice Canadian manner. And it's like okay, a picture. Your costume's great. They don't mind. But then she was with a guy. I don't know if it was her boyfriend or just friend or whatever. And he went, 
oh, and can I get a picture with Wolverine? And then there was three of them. And then the third guy, who was just dressed normally, started laughing his head off. And he said, he's not dressed as Wolverine. He just looks like that. And it was like, oh, it was like yeah. a short guy, like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, with big sideburns and a leather jacket at a Comic-Con. That's hilarious. And all he needed to do was slap some fake claws on. And the guy kind of like shuffled his feet and blushed a bit as Princess Leia and his other friend laughed, but then was nice enough to take a picture uh, still. Uh, yes. So my friend got a picture with not Wolverine. That's awesome. <laughs> like, no, he just looks like that all the time. But uh, we've had, what did we have? We had Ghostbusters here. Mm-hmm. I think we had a, the bride. Did we have the bride here? I thought we had somebody in like the, like um, for Kill Bill. I thought somebody dressed up for that. Maybe. I don't know. That was a while ago. We, when we did um, Big Lebowski. Yeah, people dress up as. We still uh, have somebody's robe from that night. Oh, really? The they just forgot yeah. it? The green robe that's in the Lost and Found. If you're listening, we like, have your robe. I've never gotten rid of it because maybe somebody will want it if we play it again. Like, yeah. Oh, man, I should have dressed up. Here you go, man. We can give him a robe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're ready. Yeah, we had, I remember that night because we had like, we had like eight dudes and then we had like two Walters. Yeah. And then... Somebody dressed up as Jackie Treehorn. Yeah. Ben Gazzara's character. Yeah. And I didn't know, I'm like, who are you dressed up as? Like, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't get it at first. I'm like, he's like Jackie Treehorn. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because most people want to dress up like Jeff Bridges or John Goodman. Yeah. The easy yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah. 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 Thinking outside the The box. more distinctive ones. I'm curious because I'm sure, I can't speak for it yet, but I'm sure we have a Back to the Future screening on the horizon sometime in the summer because this is the year of Back to the Future 2. So I'm, I'm curious if we'll have, like, any Marty McFly's or Doc Brown's show oh. up. I think I've seen well, a, a Marty McFly I thought I saw Marty McFly. person dressed up. Because it's relatively simple. I think he I just, know a Marty McFly. Yeah. <laughs> and his dad. You just need, like, the jacket. Because now... They have a DeLorean. They have a DeLorean? Oh, yeah? Will. Is that... Our the, old projectionist? And he, he brought it... I think it, he still has it. I don't know. He brought it here... God, my mind's a blur. Did he br- he brought it here before? Free Orleans, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it was part of like a Christmas Day parade or something like, or Christmas yeah. parade. That's crazy. I want to know the story of this DeLorean because DeLoreans are like. There was one in my neighborhood. Like they were just up, sold. Oh. Yeah, growing up as a kid, there was one like just around the street from where I lived. But then it was like a disastrous. Turn it was of like events. the Pinto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know a big deal, and then it's like, oh wait, this is a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and and then and so now. The only people, and now, like, however many they made, that's it. So now people just buy them to make them into Back to the Future cars. Yeah. And, oh, Lee, Lee went to Disney World, like, a week ago. And we were, I, I haven't been to Disney World for, like, 15 years. So when I was there, it was the Back to the Future ride, which is now the Simpsons ride. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad that they're kind of getting it and Universal Studios. Like, uh, the Jaws ride's not there anymore. The King Kong ride's not there. Oh. I, th- I believe King Kong's been replaced with like Harry Potter, and so they, I feel like I read that they were going to replace Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea as well. They had the boat, um, the Jaws boat, yeah, there for well, well, they don't have it there anymore. They took it out, yeah. And Steven Spielberg liked to go to the boat and uh, sit in it, yeah, and like do writing or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he oh. went there one day, it was, and it, it was gone, and he's like, and he got really pissed off. He's like, he called somebody yeah. connected to it, and he, he just yelled at the person like, "Where's the boat?" Well, that's one of those horrible stories too, where somebody just probably got rid of it when they're like. Somebody wants that, you know. I'm sure some some, whether it be something kind of cheesy like a Planet Hollywood or Mr. Spielberg or like a museum or something, yeah. you know, would would take that. But, but, 
Lee said he was curious about going into the Simpsons ride because it's the exact same thing where it's like like X amount of seats and a big, I believe they call it like an Omnimax screen. So it's just like when it was the Back to the Future ride, it's the illusion that you're in the car and it's kind of this 3D thing. Right. So he said he goes to step in and you kind of get split up. So it's like 10 people per little car, car kiosk, you know. So he was curious, like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be. And he goes to sit in the Simpsons car, and it's, it's not painted like the DeLorean anymore, but the little ride, the door still opened like a DeLorean. What? So all they did was <laughs> cover up the DeLorean, like paint it yellow and put a Simpsons <laughs> sticker on the side of it, and then change the Omnimax film projection or digital projection. Wow. And then took all the Back to the Future stuff out of it. Because it, it, before, it was hosted... What I always liked about theme parks is they kind of they make the lineup fun too. So like yeah. it was kind of hosted by by Christopher Lloyd. He was on these like TV screens saying like stuff about the movie. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if now they just show Simpsons stuff, but I just thought it was funny that they <laughs> no, were just, it's still like, Christopher, it's Lloyd. Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Yeah. Oh, now I got to talk about the Simpsons. <laughs> but it's just like I thought it was funny how lazy that is. Like instead of replacing the seats, they're just like, oh well, we'll just leave these we here. Have these. No one will notice that they're DeLoreans, but. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that was funny that they just paved over the past. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, nope, it's the same Put thing. Some stickers on top. Yeah, but uh, it's like people ask, like, "Where's your marquee?" And I'm like, "I don't know. The marquee disappeared before I was born." Oh my God. You know, and as sad as it is, I highly doubt it still exists. Like, on the off chance I that I can't it, even imagine. Like, I'm looking at the photo on the screen right now. Right now, and Like, yeah. where would you store that? It would need to be the size of an 18-wheeler. Yeah. And it's like, even when I was in Vegas, they have a, a... Vegas is notoriously horrible for not caring about the past. So some people of their own fruition have started a neon museum. But it's all very, like, grassroots, pay-what-you-can kind of thing. And they saved all the signs because the signs wow. were just destroyed. So there's all these great old signs. I wish there were people like that here. Yeah, but I imagine, like, it's not impossible that in somebody's, like, car lot out in... like in, Somebody in, has in, a very big garage or barn. Yeah, yeah, like out in the country somewhere where they have one of those, like, what do you call it? Like, like just a whole bunch of, like, dead cars, you know, like that kind of thing. Impound that, lot? Like an impound lot that there's the Mayfair sign out there. More than likely, it's just destroyed. Yeah. But I, I don't even... All I know is that it got taken down because the city made, like, an ordinance about it being too big. Well, There's something yeah, to do with we, sidewalks. Um, with sidewalks, yeah. I know yeah. that the Bytown has to pay an encroachment fee because yes. their marquee sticks out over the sidewalk, and that's probably why they took it down here. Yeah. So that they wouldn't have to pay that. And there's been stuff of, I know, like, Dan Aykroyd tried to set up a House of Blues, and there was so much red tape, but one of the big things was they said, oh, you can't put a big neon sign outside like there's that. There's a law you can't yeah. have an overhang on the sidewalk. Like, yeah. well, if the Bytown didn't have its marquee as is, I don't think they'd be allowed to build it. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's that bar that still has a neon sign? The Laugh. On? The Laugh, yeah. yeah. Lafayette. Chateau Lafayette. Yeah, I don't know if it's some kind of like heritage clause or like grandfather clause for it or whatever, but... Probably. I wish. We all wish it was still out there, but I had a, a friend of mine who does rigging for stuff like uh, at Blues Fest and, and at the hockey stadium and stuff. And Arthur? Uh, oh, you were no another guy. But because Arthur did our lights. So Arthur can, did our we lights. Can, we can say his name. Arthur climbed the ladder <laughs> like a madman. But but this an, another guy I know looked at it and said like it was it is feasible to put like like a banner outside like just like a vinyl banner. Yeah. But if you don't do it right, like 
you could you could actually tear the front off the theater, even just with it was a just like flying. Yeah, because if oh, you man. if you do it wrong and brace it the wrong way, and like an auto would get some pretty decent wind, and if wind hit it, it would not only tear off like a fifteen foot banner, but it would tear off brick and fall on people walking by. So like Marcus is in the projection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Hey, bank. Yeah. Wow. So there is like a danger of that kind of thing. So and it is, and so it's like have to be like all. But he said, like, the brickwork work looked fine and everything, but, but the thing is, it's like, anything is possible, but it would be a tens of thousands of dollar endeavor. Yeah. And if we had tens of thousands of dollars, it would probably go to fixing a lot of other stuff around here first. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, so it would be nice to have, but, but it's just not feasible, and it probably would, I, I don't even know. Sometimes I see him on, like, old, theaters and like we just steal that yeah <laughs> like, uh, i can't follow any old theater situation on instagram because i'm envious of every yeah. single other marquee that exists yeah oh, okay it. so now we've reached the point where we have to like run through a quick list R- of quick the list. movies yeah. that we're playing this week uh the lazarus effect with olivia wilde and mark duplass olivia wilde who my girlfriend that's, is in love with uh that's april 1st and 2nd mm-hmm. no the joke. imitation game no joke the imitation yeah. game is finally here. Yeah, that's one where I hope people like people have been waiting for a while. We've been yep. playing the preview, so I hope you know people have waited to come see it here. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch, and uh, uh, my grandpa worked for Camp X um, back in World War II, which is similar to this story. Oh, so that's kind of cool. That's pretty sweet. So was that Lazarus Effect, Imitation Game, What We Do in the Shadows, which we talked about. We also have Get the Trial of Viviane Amsalem. Which is an Israeli legal drama. I think yeah. so. Yeah. She's and like trying to get divorced, but the laws over there are crazy. And, and the, re- the reviews are staggering. Like, it's like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's won a bunch of awards. It was like yeah. nominated for, it was like the Oscar yep. contender. People are leaving comments on Facebook saying it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah. It looks intense. And, and the kind of review is like, on paper it might seem a bit dry, but it's like an edgier seat. Like, really interesting drama. So. Yeah. Also, the Rocky Horror Picture Show Rocky on Horror Saturday Picture. with the Absent Friends, of mm-hmm. course. Always a good time. Live show mixed with the big screen show. And then what else? A uh, bunch of special events. First dog. There'll be dogs here. There's going to be dogs here. A special dog show. Bring there's actually going to be dogs here? They're bringing yeah, like, they're some rescue, rescue dogs. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you should bring your own dog. Yeah. I don't uh, know. What do rescue dogs do? Do they like... You know, when you're like pull you, pull you out of a pool or something. Yeah, or yeah. When you're like skiing and you get lost. All of your nice feelings. When you're That's skiing and you get lost in the woods, they, they save you, give you CPR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, these dogs are. They have been rescued, guys. Oh. <laughs> guys. Oh my <laughs> this god. Is what it means. Okay, I totally thought oh, it was like. Oh, they're not. They're they're <laughs> rescued dogs, not yes. rescuer dogs. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh. Not rescuing. Okay. So I totally like the littlest hobo. No, I they're thought, like, please be my mother. Okay. Um, I thought it was like that St. Bernard with like the little barrel around his neck with, like, <laughs> on the cartoons. Uh. Oh, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're bringing dogs that you can adopt. Yeah. And they're raising a bunch of money for... Um, dog stuff. And, yeah, dog, dog stuff. stuff. Look, cool look dog on the website. Stuff. Also, um, the Hey Buster CD release party, mm-hmm. just a bunch of dads from the neighborhood who started a kid's band. It's a live event. Should be fun. And an evening of film from the autism spectrum, which um, are a bunch of films made 
by autistic kids at, yeah, uh, at a, camp. a summer camp. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's their films from last year, possibly, but they've toured them in Montreal and Toronto, and so now they're bringing them here. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can check out online for all the extra information about all that stuff. Yeah. And we totally have to go now because we started late. I can uh, smell the popcorn, like, yeah. literally. We yeah. Have to, we have to open up in, like, 15 minutes to show Mr. Turner. This is my fault. Your fault. <laughs> Lazy Mel. <laughs> you didn't tell the bus driver that it was a podcast emergency and uh. hit the gas. But, uh, okay, thanks for listening, everybody. And we got to run, and we will see you... See you we, next week. See you next yeah. week. Well, see you, yeah. Yeah. You'll Figure hear us speaking. Speaking. next week. Hear us Bye. next week. Bye, everybody. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.